we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for August 5th, 2019. <clears throat> and this portion is entitled Operation Gladio, El Paso and Dayton, Ohio, targeted with false flag shootings to further terrorize the American people into giving up their guns. Uh, the New World Order cabal will not stop staging mass shootings until all the guns have been taken away. And that's, that's what's going on. A intelligence analyst and former U.S. military officer stated that, quote, the American people are under constant attack by dark forces, both foreign and domestic, and they don't even know it. Most of them don't. <clears throat> Clearly, deep state is, is creating every opportunity between now and the election day to make serious gun control the number one campaign issue for the Democrats. The spate of weekend mass shootings is obviously being carried out by Operation Gladio, and this is a, and this is exactly how they do it. And Op Operation Gladio is um, hard evidence of government-sponsored false flag terrorism, and it and it's real. It exists, and you know I give you links and the documentation to prove it, um, and we'll get into that a little bit as well. Here's just reports that you can click on gladio yet another false flag mass shooting designed to terrorize the american people to gutting the second amendment and then why the stage mass shooting last weekend were carried out to wound as many people as possible and then was the brooklyn block party mass shooting a planned gun control black operation yeah the single best way for deep straight globalists to compel the democrats to to make gun control the number one campaign issue for 2020 election cycle is to force it upon them now this just broke on drudge and it's from the new york post and it's their front page and it says president trump america is scared and we need bold action it's time to ban weapons of war and it shows a picture of a um i think it's an ar-15 so that's what they're that's what they're shooting for literally no pun intended banning of all what they term as assault rifles which you know you do that and you've got civil war i don't know if trump is going to attempt that um that will be by far the biggest bloodbath in american history because i would envision very few people actually turning in their guns and um <clears throat> but that's what that's what the left is calling for right now now, can you imagine if this just keeps happening every every few days now? Let's just say from now until whenever. It just keeps happening. And the rhetoric just keeps ratcheting and ratcheting up. And, and Trump's going to be under more and more seeming pressure, even though he's a puppet, just playing a part. Um, I think we can see where this is going to end up. The single best way for the deep state globalists to compel the Democrats to make gun control the number one campaign issue for 2020 election cycle is to force it upon them. Note that all of the three recent alleged mass shootings were conducted in Democratic-controlled cities. What better way to blow up this hot-button issue than to carry out one mass casualty event right after another in the middle of the Democrats' POTUS debate series? Really, the timing could not have been any better timed by the New World Order globalist cabal that is determined to remove guns from the U.S. citizenry. Today's shooting in El Paso also serves the purpose of inflaming the gun debate in the great state of Texas, which has traditionally had one of the strongest right-to-bear-arms movements in the nation. And then it shows a picture of the one lone gunman in El Paso. 
the only narrative they want you to see. Why is it that the only crime photos law enforcement authorities ever publish are those with the shooter carrying a prominently displayed, quote, assault weapon? Well, because that's what they want you to see. Because the USA is the military arm of the New World Order, the shadow government will do whatever is necessary to control the populace. Toward that end, Obama signed the illicit NDAA legislation and wrongfully, and wrongfully permits the U.S. government to perpetuate false flag operations against, that wrongfully permits the U.S. government to perpetuate false flag operations against its citizenry. Unless POTUS immediately signs an executive order rescinding that illegitimate law, which actually you're not going to see that, you're going to see the exact opposite, most likely, these state-sponsored mass shootings will continue. The shadow government knows that the best way to impose draconian gun control legislation on the entire nation is to have a rope. This is very key, this portion right here. And this is what I've been saying. So I'm going to slow down and I'm going to read this again. Just this last line. The shadow government knows that the best way to impose draconian gun control on the entire nation is to have a Republican president lead the charge. For this reason, the deep state is attempting to use the Trump administration toward this end by forcing the issue with so many horrible acts of gun violence, always perpetuated by a single lone white guy gunman, um, most of them purposely committed with an automatic or, meaning fully automatic, or semi-automatic assault rifle, such as the much-feared AK-47, um, which is much feared by the elites because it is known that the U.S. citizenry poses a formidable fighting force heavily armed as they are with so many guns and so much ammo at the ready the critical point here is that it's much easier for the powers that be to foist strict gun control measures on the country with a president who is represented by many of the of the gun owning right than by a leftist president like any of the closeted con communists who are presently competing for the democratic nomination this is what i've been saying they're accomplishing far more under Trump than they could have ever done under Hillary in that regard. Because Hillary, everybody would, all the people that were pro-gun would be on guard. But so many of the people that would have been on guard have went to sleep because they believe Trump is at the helm, he's got our back, and he's not going to fail us. And that's all the guy does anymore. So... In light of these stark realities, the globalist cabal will try to cunningly use President Trump. Now, you have to understand, this is written by State of the Nation. They're, they're still drinking the Trump Kool-Aid, like most of the people in alternative media. So they're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I will not do that. I've reported on too many things um, to prove otherwise. So the globalist cabal will try to cunningly use President Trump to implement a key component of the New World Agenda, the unconstitutional removal of the right to bear arms. Conclusion. The only unfortunate conclusion any analyst can come to is that the criminally insane psychopaths that are ordering these gladio-directed black operations will not stop until the Second Amendment has been effectively repealed. It is crucial for every American to understand that Operation Gladio is the terrorist arm of NATO, known as the North Atlantic Terrorist Organization throughout intel circles. Um... Operation Gladio provides the muscle for the globalists as needed around the world. The Zionist-controlled Mossad routinely uses the Gladio black ops to further their greater Israel project, meaning Israel to totally, the synagogue of Satan to totally control the world. 
and that's the top chain of the, of the Illuminati, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and the 13 families that control the Illuminati. Most of them are synagogue of Satan bloodlines. Okay, now I'm, again, I'm not throwing all Jews out, not including them all in this. I'm not throwing the baby out of the bathwater. I'm saying though at the top, we're dealing with the synagogue of Satan. Uh, they call themselves Jews, but they're not according to the word of God. Anyway, however, it is the black nobility of Northern Italy, and that would be more the Pope's crowd, that first institutionalized terrorism worldwide as a means of exerting strict enforcement for the international baking cartel. See, it's one big effort at the end of the day by a lot of different factions of the New World Order, of the Illuminati. It's not just one faction. That's why I'll never just say it's just the, it's just the Jews. It's all of them. No, it's, it's a big coordinated group, satanic, luciferian effort with fall, fallen angels and demons and devils and Satan behind them. You know, and you can't say, well, the fallen angels are synagogue of satan they're not jews they're fallen angels so are demons and devils they're, they're they don't have a nationality okay so it's something to think about all right now gun control facts here we have a picture of obama laughing and it shows them burning you know thousands and thousands of guns and it says in the last century governments murdered over 260 million of their own citizens but first they had to confiscate their guns and then another quote from Adolf Hitler from 1933, to conquer a nation, first disarm its citizens. Okay. And then another um, picture that says all the experts agree that strict gun control works. And it shows uh, tons of the mass murderers from the last, you know, 100 years. Hitler, Castro, Gaddafi, Stalin, Obama. Yeah, I understand some of these are a lot more current. Idi Amin, Mao Zedong, Pol Pot, Kim Jong-il, and Pelosi. They all agree strict gun control works. And um, then we have this, which is a communist propaganda poster. Comrades, turn in your guns. Gun control advocates claim historical gun grabs by tyrannical regimes are a myth. But this 1918 communist propaganda poster from the Russian Civil War serves as yet another reminder that tyrannical regimes throughout history have always sought to disarm their populations through gun control. The poster shows Russian citizens turning in their rifles, handguns, and even swords as a communist soldier looms over them and says, Comrades, turn in your weapons, appearing in front of a hammer and a sickle, the Russian hammer and sickle, inside a red star. The text bears a chilling resemblance to Senator Dianne Feinstein's infamous turn em all in quote from 1995. Then we have this, crime rates plummet after a law requiring firearms for residents in Kennesaw, Georgia. Now, this was first published in April 19th of 2007. I, we, our school, my, my chiropractic college used to play Kennesaw all the time. I remember in basketball when I was there. Um, <clears throat> a little side note there. Anyway, um, crime rates plummeted after law required firearms for residents. World, World Net Daily. As the nation debates whether more guns or fewer can prevent tragedies like the Virginia Tech Massacre, because because back then the Virginia Tech Massacre was like the current thing. Now it's ramped up so much that would be like a, just one of the many. Um, but anyway, a notable anniversary passed last month in Georgia, in a Georgia town that witnessed a dramatic plunge in crime and violence after mandating residents to own firearms. In March of 1982, 25 years ago, the small town of Kennesaw, Georgia, responding to it, which is like in a suburb of, of Atlanta, uh, responding to a handgun ban in Morton Grove, Illinois, unanimously passed an ordinance requiring each head of the household to own and maintain a gun. It required that. 
Now, that is a dramatic requirement, don't you think? Of course, opponents of such drastic action predicted grave results 25 years ago. But what has really happened? Well, since then, despite dire predictions of the Wild West showdowns and increased violence and accidents, not a single residence resident has been involved in a fatal shooting as a victim, attacker, or defender. That's, that's unbelievably amazing. Not one person up until 2007. I don't know what the statistics are now. I'm not sure if this is still in effect, but it was up until that point. 25 years of, you could say, well, it's not a long enough time. 25 years? Not, I mean, if it was if it was 25 months, yeah, maybe, but 25 years, that's, that's definitely enough time to see what kind of fruit something like this is going to bring forth. Okay, here's, here's the bottom line. Guns in the hands of good guys, law-abiding citizens, is always a righteous tool to bring about righteousness because a criminal that's thinking about breaking into a house and they're saying, well... Am I going to go to Kennesaw where every the head of every household has to have a gun? Or am I going to take easier an easier path and go to Marietta or some other town in that particular area? Marietta is where I lived. Of course, they're going to choose the path of least resistance. That's why mass shooters always turn up in gun-free zones typically. Because there's no good guys shooting back with bullets. Going further here, uh, and amen, results speak for themselves. As this one person quoted above said, uh, 60 million gun, owner, gun, gun owners in America shot no one. So, remember, this is just a satanic con job to get you to believe that guns are evil and anybody that possesses them are evil. And um, that's what I'm here to dispel. Here's another graphic american hunters are the largest standing army in the world and that is why america must be disarmed to implement to implement satan's new world order okay it makes sense this is as of 2011 and this is in the pdf it's a graphic and it says what is the largest standing army in the world american hunters uh 12 million 700 thousand american hunters u.s armed u.s armed american women and that was of 2011 now i think a lot more people like they just said in the kennesaw article 600 million gun owners or 60 million i'm sorry 60 million gun owners in america shot no one i don't know what that figure is now but there were 12 million 700,000 hunters American hunters in America as of 2011. What they did is they compared this number to all the other militaries in the world. The U.S. military, which at the time was, uh, let's see, it looks like 100, 1.4 million. Uh, Indian military, like from India, Russian, North Korean. It compared them all, and it showed them on a pie chart, okay? The American hunters on this pie chart were the 12 the the 12 million 700,000 were greater it looks like about 60% of the pie chart was just american hunters and that's when they take all these other militaries standing militaries in the world and they add them together it didn't even come out to be what our american hunters are and that's not even including like i said all the gun owners so this is a big this is the main reason why they're going 
just going nuts to try to do anything they can in the world to take away our guns because this is the major impediment right now i mean god is the major impediment but this is one of the major things that i believe god has put in place to prevent this because again good guys with guns that's what deters evil one of the main factors that will deter evil now obviously there's prayer there's fasting there's christianity but again that goes on the good guys with guns people that are righteous tend to tend to obviously uh, a more righteous crowd you're going to see more christians in that and then there's other statistics too here um when they were thinking about in, invading america this is a quote from uh, one of their generals and it said you cannot invade the mainland of the united states there would be a rifle behind every blade of grass this is falsely attributed to Yokosuro Yamamoto, commander-in-chief of the Imperial Japanese Navy during World War II, even though it has been repeated thousands of times in previous internet postings. Um, but it says, hunting is not just a way to fill the freezer, it's a matter of national security. And then it, there's another infographic that says, Americans buy enough guns in three months to arm both the Russian and the Chinese standing armies. So what they're trying to do right now is stack the deck as much as they can against the hunters and the law-abiding gun owners in America and try to guilt them and shame them into turning in their guns and try to intimidate them into doing that. But our numbers far exceeds theirs, even though they are bringing in all these embedded fifth column troops through the southern border. And again, that's why they're trying, like one of the main reasons they're wanting to keep that southern border open all their little pedophile, all the, the, the children they're bringing in so that they can sacrifice and kill and abuse all the pedophiles in government office and these types of things. They got to keep that gravy train open. They got to keep the drugs flowing in. They got to keep the fifth column troops. They got to keep the diseases coming in. And this is why now they're big, this big push about don't say anything against illegal immigrants. See what's, how dare you? They just got shot up, even though they were far re less represented in El Paso. Only 15% of the people were killed when 80% of the town of El Paso is Hispanic. So everything's a lie, essentially, by mainstream media. That's all you're seeing here. And then they give a breakdown of hunters by the state. Like, what's the percentage of people in those states that are hunters? And uh, anyway, if you, you can avail yourself to that if you like that thing. Then John Lott's seminal study published as, it's entitled More Guns, Less of Crime, clearly proves to any sane person that more guns that are in the hands of good guys means more safety for the average citizen. You see, guns don't kill people. People kill people. Using guns, knives, clubs, and even frozen fish sometimes. Okay, so and there's just about anything can be turned into a weapon is the point there. And here's a book called Death by Gun Control, The Human Cost of Victim Disarmament. And I give you a link there. It's from an attorney, Richard W. Stevens. And um, there's a link there to that, if you like. Now, then there, I'm including this part too, and it's called Biblical Resistance to Tyranny. I have went over this before. I provide you my teachings on that, but I'm just going to quickly reiterate these things. Protection for our families is part of providing for our families. 1 Timothy 5.8 says, But if any provide, not for his own, and specially for those of his own house, he, that hath, de he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. It's a pretty stern warning if you don't provide for your own house. An infidel is, is a um, somebody that was essentially said they were a Christian, 
And then they turned their back on God and went into perdition, like the Bible talks about in Hebrews. That's what an infidel is, okay? Well, if you don't provide for your own house and your own, well, the Bible puts you in that classification. Now, in the context of this verse, Noah Webster, 1828, defines the word provide as to procure supplies, which would be obviously, you know, like, okay, providing a roof over the head, providing food, water, clothing, shelter, that stuff, okay? That's part of it, but to procure supplies or, and it should really say and or, a means of defense, meaning you defend them, or to take measures for counteracting or escaping an evil. Remember, the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, and he would hideth his family. The simple pass on and are punished. That's what the Bible says. So these are Bible verses that, you know, a lot of times don't get talked about. Now, Psalm 82, verse 1 through 4 says, God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. And then he says, How long will ye just unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah, meaning contemplate this. Defend the poor and fatherless. It says defend. Okay. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. So if you were in an active shooter scenario and you had a firearm on you, would it be just or unjust to defend the women the children, those that were not armed. Well, obviously, according to the word of God, it would be a just thing to deliver the poor and the needy, to rid them out of the hand of the wicked. But there are sects of Christianity that say, no, no, that's just pacifism. Lay down and just let everybody get killed and rape your your daughters and your wife. And that's that's biblical. No, I don't, no, it's not biblical. It's not. And the Bible's very clear on it. The Bible says, in Proverbs 24, 10, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. We got a lot of adversity coming, guys. We got the darkest days since Noah. The days of Noah coming at us here. How many times I'm going to be, you know, up on the internet still, you know, if I have another month, six months, year, I don't know. I hope I have longer, but I just don't see how much longer it can go at this current pace with how they're ramping up implementation of the new world order i don't know but god has extended this way longer than i ever thought he would so i mean you know god is greater than all this um the bible says the wicked flee when no man pursueth but the righteous are bold as a lion i love that verse it's another thing to think about proverbs 24 then verse 11 which is the next verse verse so it says, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. If thou forbear to deliver them that are drawn unto death, meaning if you, if you um, forbear, meaning you refrain, you, you, you hesitate to deliver them that are drawn unto death. And let's say it's an active shooter scenario, and you have a, if you have a means to prevent it especially. If thou forbear to deliver them that are drawn unto death, and those that are ready to be slain, if thou sayest, Behold, we knew it not, doth not he that pondereth the heart consider it? And he that keepeth thy soul, doth he not know it? And shall not he render to every man according to his works? So, something to think about there. Here is an excellent sermon called God's in, God and Guns. i give you a link for that. And, there, and then there's another one, which is 
stupendous. It's Pastor John Weaver, and it's entitled The Biblical Doctrine of Self-Defense. I give you both parts here. Another one from Sermon Audio, it says, Know when to draw your sword. A biblical man needs to know when to draw a sword to protect his family, his possessions, and himself. Here's a, That's another link there. These are all biblical sermons from men of God that have studied this, I believe most of them a lot longer than even I have. Um, and then I give you my two teachings on the subject. Now, granted, I've, I've went over this way more than twice, but these are some of my main teachings. And the first one is the End Time Preparedness Prepper Mega Study Part 2. Um, and it says the first part is when the music stops, how America's cities may explode in violence. The next part is biblical resistance to tyranny, which is a lot like what I'm talking about now. And then another one I've done, which is more recent, about four years more recent, Code Red, End Time, Current Events, uh, 12, 18, 16, part two. And um, I get into the biblical doctrine of self-defense there and the PDFs for both of those. So if you're unfamiliar with that concept, you may want to avail yourself. Uh, there's another one, another link here. says a Bible believer responds to John Piper. Piper's call for Christians to not be armed at all. So the pacifist Christian argument is, is addressed there. Now, let's go further. Trump... Um, Trump to address the nation on Monday. So that's that's actually today. I'm cuz I'm I'm about 1 o'clock in the morning on a Monday. He's going to address the nation today over the mass shootings. Says more gun control may be needed. Now let's see what good old Trump's Trump's indicating here. Remember, he's a puppet. He's playing his part. He figures there's been enough um things that have went on in the last couple weeks that now they can sneak through some more stuff. In the wake of multiple mass shootings over the weekend, President Trump told reporters in Morristown Airport before departing for the White House on Sunday that, quote, hate has no place in our country. Even though this has nothing to do with hate and it was a false flag event and there was multiple shooters that moved in unison. Hate has no place in our country. So he's totally buying into the narrative. And we're going to take care of it. Oh, really? How do you do that, Mr. Trump? You mean take away all of our guns? Where are you going to start at? It's going to be, so, I mean, this may be, I mean, this really may be the straw that breaks the camel's backs. I just hope the Patriots wake up. As the Hill reports, congressional Democrats, the 2020 presidential candidates, and others have rushed to draw comparisons between the motives of the El Paso shooter and Trump's Im immigration rhetoric. Meaning, Trump's build that wall, even though he's not doing any of that. Even though he's created the biggest mass migration of illegal alien invaders that we've ever seen in this country he's created that all by design uh, on his tenure he's still it's still trump's immigration rhetoric he says one thing and he does another he tries to talk tough out of one side on the immigration thing he's built no new wall anywhere other than that where there are already barriers up just replace some of them like 50 miles over and it's like we only need like 2,000 miles or whatever over 2,000 and you know but he's he's got like that 50 maybe and that was in places where there were already barriers um again he's all talk and he suggested oh okay so the the trump immigration rhetoric and suggested he helped fuel the environment that led to the attack so he is being blamed on it 
all the supporters are being blamed on this on this false flag gladio government mk ultra manchurian candidate mind control attack that was assisted by at least in el paso by four other men dressed in black with their i'm sure their faces covered that were moving in unison firing <laughs> trying to do the maximum amount of damage in the shortest amount of time uh but the president ignored shouted questions about whether el paso's shooters and immigrant manifestors shared similarities with his rhetoric and said the shootings are part of a mental illness problem now what does that tell us that tells us it's the red flag gun confiscation thing that he really may try pushing meaning your neighbor gets wind that you might be a conservative and all they got to do is call the the cops and say yeah he's out there brandishing a weapon with no proof at all he just doesn't like you or maybe they find out from some type of database or your facebook postings or you know they got all kind of ways they can monitor us that you've got guns and then they just show up at your door well that's what we're talking about here because you've got a mental illness problem if you're pro second amendment that's the mental illness that he's really ultimately referring to he'll never admit it but his handlers that's sure exactly what they're talking about here the president then added that he had spoken to attorney general william barr fbi director christopher ray and the ohio and texas governors as well as members of congress trump said we have to get it stopped what does that mean uh, we're going to know today of course by the time you hear this you're probably already going to know because i'm probably not going to get this up till tomorrow but and then he says this has been going on for years for years and years in our country he added that perhaps we need more more to be done with respect to gun control mm. so there you go get ready trump's coming trump is coming Trump added that he would deliver a formal statement on Monday at 10 a.m., so nine hours from now, at the White House. In a first on-camera remark about the weekend mass shootings, President Trump says perhaps more has to be done about gun violence in America. Wow. Spoken like a true traitor. And here he is. Um, I'm going to play this again. I played this in a previous video. but It's only like a five-minute video, but I, I think it's something that we need reiterated proof that donald trump is the most anti-gun president in u.s history you say well, that's strong words well let's hear it. let's hear it let's let's hear it right out of his mouth right out of trump's mouth hey everybody welcome back to guns and gadgets your source for second amendment news donald trump is the most anti-gun president we have ever had that's right you heard me. If you've been following this channel for a long time, you remember when he was then candidate Trump, I came out supporting him because of some of the pro-gun things he was saying because he was in bed with the NRA. We know how that is all unfolded. Uh, and then, if you remember, he said this. The eight-year assault on your Second Amendment freedoms has come to a crashing end. You have a true friend and champion in the White House. No longer will federal agencies be coming after law-abiding gun owners. Then he said this. No longer will the government be trying to undermine your rights and your freedoms as Americans. Then he said this. As your president, I will never, ever 
infringe on the right of the people to keep and bear arms. Never <laughs> ever. Lying maggot. And then the Marjorie Stoneham Douglas High School shooting happened in Florida, and he said this. I think it's time. It's time that a president stepped up. Then he said this. As for possible solutions, President Donald Trump today said he favored raising the age to buy certain firearms to 21, strengthening background checks, increasing mental health services, and even arming school staff. And then he said this. I called many senators last night, many congressmen, and Jeff and Pam and everybody in this room. I can tell you, Curtis, they're into doing background checks that they wouldn't be thinking about maybe two weeks ago. We're going to do strong background checks. We're going to work on getting the age up to 21 instead of 18. <laughs> We're getting rid of the bump stocks. Oh, yeah, don't forget, he said this. Well, the category, uh, you, you spoke about... Well, it. when so, you're a pathological liar and your word means nothing, this is standard fare. Gun violence restraining orders, they're called. California actually has a version of this. And... Uh, I think you, in your meeting with governors earlier this week, individually and, and as a group, we spoke about, um, about states taking steps, but the focus is to literally give families and give local law enforcement additional tools if an individual is reported to be a, a potential danger to themselves or others. Allow due process so that no one's rights are trampled, but, but the ability to go to court obtain an order, and then collect not only the firearms, but any any weapons in the possession or of that individual. Or might take the firearms first and then go to court, because that's another system, because a lot of times by the time you go to court, it takes so long to go to court to get the due process procedures. Uh, I like taking the guns early. Like to go to court would have taken a long time, so you could do exactly So no due process. But remember, he's never going to fail us. He's never going to do anything that's going to infringe upon our Second Amendment rights. This guy's done more than probably all previous presidents ever combined in all the history. Already, he's done more. He's doing things that are unbelievable. But because people think he's a good guy and he's a patriot, he has our back, they're, you know, they're ignoring all this. Saying, but take the guns first. Go through due process second. Wow. And finally... So take the guns first means they kick in your door. And if you resist in any way, shape, or form, they kick in your door at 3 in the morning. They stack right on the door. They kick in the door. They, If you resist, you, they kill you and maybe your family. They take all your guns. And then, and then you, you know, you'll get your, you know, your justice. But you'll be dead. And, you know. So that's what he's advocating. He came out on June 2nd. On his way into uh, Marine One, uh, quick little press break. The first question he was asked, and I'm going to quote, this is right from the White House's press release uh, portion of their website. The question was, the suspect in Virginia Beach shooting used a silencer on his weapon. Do you believe that silencers should be restricted? The president, Mr. Second Amendment friend, champion, the eight-year assault is over, said, I don't like them at all. And now it's come out in the last 48 hours that he's con strongly considering banning silencers. That's right, Mr. Pro-Gun, Mr. You Never Have Had a Stronger Friend, Mr. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. He might as well just change his name to Michael Bloomberg. So this president, the strong friend of the Second Amendment, right? The NRA spent like $50 million endorsing him, something to that extent. He has come out and he has endorsed, he created the red flag rush across this country by saying things like, you know, 
take the guns first, the due process second. His own school safety task force has then not only recommended that each state uh, instill their own red flag law, but has laid the groundwork on them on what to put in it. And then he has senators and congressmen who have put forward national red flag law bills and also an incentive program, that's really code for bribery, an incentive program to pay states off that do this. He's come out and said he's in favor of universal stronger background checks. He came out saying he's in favor of raising the age to purchase long guns and shotguns. He later recanted from that because of the onslaught of that uh, that, that caused, and also the fact that there are hundreds of thousands of people aged 18 to 21 serving in the United States Armed Forces. It's okay to outfit them with fully automatic machine guns and set them loose in, you know, in Iraq and Iran and, and wherever else we're in conflict, in theater, but they can't protect themselves or their family or their loved ones here in the U.S. He then moved in to banning and ultimately gut his bump stock ban push through. Illegal, unconstitutional, piece of plastic is now redefined as a machine gun. Then he nominated an anti-gunner to be the head of the ATF. The same guy who says in one, one sentence that uh, there has been no stronger proponent of the Second Amendment, but then goes on right after that and talks about Sotomayor in the Supreme Court, who's about as anti-gun as Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein. The fact of the matter is, and we all know this, we don't have a friend in the White House. All we have is each other. All we have is the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and they're trying to damn us to get rid of those. <coughs> Donald Trump has now done more against the Second Amendment than Barack Obama ever thought he could do. That's right. Obama never did any of this. The Second Amendment friend has. Donald Trump is now, the, is now officially the most anti-gun president in history. You think otherwise? Let's see it in the comments below. You agree with me? Let's see it in the comments below. Okay, so the next videos from the Patriot Nurse uh, played some of her videos before. Trump denounces his base, and who will stand against the left? So, we'll roll this. So I'm going to start with what happened earlier this week, and that is the attempted bombing of the Seattle ICE Detention Center by a. So this was July 18th when she recorded this. Declared leftist member of Antifa and also a member of the John Brown Gun Club, which is a domestic terrorist organization masquerading as a gun rights organization, but is in fact trying to foment a grassroots race-based civil war after their namesake, John Brown. So what happened was this naturalized American citizen who was a 69-year-old Dutch immigrant who came here as a child decided that he was going to essentially go on a suicide mission for his manifesto, which still has not been released, and show up at the Seattle ICE Detention Center with incendiary devices and a rifle. Now, he was shot down and killed, thankfully, by law enforcement, which good job for doing that and for keeping people safe. But essentially what he ended up doing was to go in and he successfully lit a car on fire and then proceeded to attempt to blow up a large propane tank and kill, essentially commit a mass murder and kill a whole bunch of people in the name of his political party, the left, right? So you would think that people would remember and have some sense of a timeline as to where this sits. This is not an isolated event, okay? This is yet another in a series of events where the left has gone Full tilt violent, despite all of the cries of like that the conservatives are violent, that we gun owners, you know, people who value the Constitution are violent and racist and terrorist minded, where they're domestic terrorist groups. Oh, no, no, no. This dude, this member of Antifa in Seattle, 
he essentially tried to commit a mass murder. Not much in the media about that. Wonder why? Oh, wait. That's because just a few months ago, we had another dude, another Antifa member in, I want to say it was Oregon, go into his daughter's school, try to get his daughters there, and, and try to get his daughter at the school, and started shooting at the police at the school, and eventually got shot and killed. And in retaliation for this, his Antifa group planted incendiary devices around the police headquarters there. So I'm tracking a pattern here. That's what we call in the, in the medical world, two instances of something is a pattern. Now, when you consider also that Republican congressmen have been shot and Senator Rand Paul was beaten nearly to death by his neighbor in his yard, I would call this a coordinated pattern of violence here and lawlessness, certainly lawlessness. And this is not just in the, the lone actors, right, or the, these individuals, these isolated events. Oh, no, no, because this week, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi decided that she was going to completely show her rear end and get on the floors of Congress and use the House of Representatives the highest arm of the legislative branch of the federal government to villainize the president and to label him a thought and speech criminal. And of course, when she was called on her BS from, thank God, Southern, Southern Representative Collins, Georgia, and she was called on it, but basically said, I don't give a crap. And then eventually, when her nonsense was declared not in line with the rules of Congress, Democrats voted lockstep to say, yeah, we know it's wrong, but we don't care, and we're getting her out of timeout, and we're going to say, yeah, she can totally use the vehicle of the legislative branch of the federal government to demonize and villainize perceived thought criminals. Cool. Okay, so that's two. That's two areas of concern here. And so you would think that based on the nonsense of this week, that the president would really get it together, and despite the fact that he's been abysmal for the Second Amendment and, and absolutely abysmal as far as constitutional you know, principles here, um, see red flag laws and bump stock ban bans for that, you'd think that when he went to his little rally in Greenville, North Carolina, which is a solid area, his base, you'd think that he would have just a little bit more respect and support for the people who got him elected, who have stood with him you know, all this time. So when, in the midst of his rally, the crowd rightfully chants about Elon Omar, a Somali immigrant who hates this country, who has failed to denounce Al-Qaeda, who is a rabid anti-Semite, you'd think that he would be okay with the fact that his base, his constituency, his most devoted people, the people that took off of work and drove hours to be there, when they start chanting, send her back, and for darn good reason, especially when you consider the fact that she entered the country on false premises, premises and that she falsified her documents, she falsified her tax returns, she falsified her name, she married her brother. All these very legitimate reasons why God-fearing, red-blooded American patriots who value the Constitution and who don't want the country turned into a third-world crap hole, all of these are valid reasons why people would say, send her back. So he sits there and he kind of soaks it up, right? And then today, denounces it. Completely turns on his base. Let me tell you something. Like, if you are still defending him at this point, despite his assaults and facilitation of assaults on the Second Amendment, and despite turning on his base, not on, not on the, the Second Amendment, by the way. There are deals to be made, right? But not when it comes to the righteous indignation of American citizens who are fed up with having their country ruled by socialists and leftists and statists and people from third world crapholes who hate this country and want to turn it exactly into play to the place that they fled? No, man. 
We are on our own. There is no voting that's going to fix this. Hmm. Nada. No, because he's on their side. It's the right and left paradigm. It's, you know, Coke and Pepsi. It, but they're all the same, two same sides of the same wicked coin. He's just playing a part. So I think this is where God would want us to be anyway, totally dependent upon God and not putting our trust in any man. The Bible says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and that maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. So when you make flesh your arm, which a lot of people have done with Trump, your heart naturally departs from God. And God doesn't want us there. And this is why I'm trying to wake up people to who this devil is. What do we do, Patriot Nurse? You're just going to hand the election over to the Democrats? Let me put it to you this way, okay? If I have done nothing but consistently lose playing a game, I'm not going to play the game anymore. And the way that I view it, and the way that a lot of people who, who I know view this thing, is that if we're going to rip the Band-Aid off, let's go ahead and rip it off. The, the Republicans have shown me that especially when they get together today, with their pals from cocktail hour across the aisle who hate this country, when they get together and lock arms with them and say the people like my kinfolk in North Carolina are screwed up and the people like me and you are screwed up and that we should be denounced because we want a semblance of law and order and restored constitutional republicanism, that we are the screwed up ones that should be denounced. And someone like Elon Omar, who comes from a country that cuts girls' clitorises off, that's what we're supposed to right. facilitate? Savage Muslim giving us a morality lesson. No, no, no. From, from all places of Somalia, no less, that's killed more Christians and done more debauchery than almost any other country in Africa in the name of Islam against Christians. And this maggot has the audacity to, to give us satanic morality lessons. I mean, it's, it's rich. It really is. Voting on the federal level is not going to work. People keep saying to drain the swamp, and I made this point in my newsletter, okay? A drain is not going to work. A bulldozer is what we need. Yeah. If you drain a swamp because of the lay of the land, it's just going to collect water again. It's just going to fester and become a malarial, disease-ridden filth hole. The only, thing, the only thing Trump's done is restocked the swamp. That's all he's done. He's just, they've, a lot of swamp creatures have you know, made their rotation through it and he's put in more, worse swamp creatures. That's all he's been put in place to do. The bulldozer needs to grade the thing and restore it to the slope that the founders intended under Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution. But until that happens, I don't hold out much hope that it's going to be fixed with a ballot box. No, especially when the voting is so rigged. I mean, if I, I could do, again, probably a five-part teaching just on all the ways they're the voting is potentially rigged at this point, so. You, Patriot Nurse, here's what I do know, okay? Based on what I've seen this week and what we have seen consistently from the left, they are not going to stop their violence. In every historical example, these people get power and they get momentum. And now they have legitimization from the very members of Congress that are supposed to keep some semblance of law and order. They are being legitimized. Their methods and their tactics are being overlooked and lawlessness is being facilitated by their people in Washington on both sides of the aisle. So what do we do about this? Well, let's see here. 
The Second Amendment says, A well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. What is a well-regulated militia? Oh, it's the National Guard, Patriots. Really? National Guard wasn't in existence at the time, and there was no domestic police force at the time. So clearly, it can't mean either of those. What does it mean? You and I, normal citizens, normal citizens are the security. You don't want a police state? You have to support an armed and capable populace. So, if you're going to support it, you might as well be it. And when you evaluate the trend of the left, which is to have their members in Congress legitimize lawlessness and have their operatives on the ground commit acts of violence and attempted mass murder, there is not going to be a stop to this, especially when you have a president that is walking now lockstep with them and capitulating to their demands to denounce his own base. The only option that we have is to defend ourselves and to train like our lives depend on it because they may very well here quite soon. I never thought growing up that I would see the likes of Elon Omar celebrated as the poster child and rallying point of the Democrat Party. I always knew that they were screwed up. But as a person who watched the news footage aftermath of the Battle of Mogadishu, watching our Delta snipers being dragged naked, dead, and mutilated through the streets of Somalia, mm -hmm. it's pretty trippy to have one of, one of the, that country's offspring come here to ours and tell us how screwed up we are. And how inherently racist we are for not wanting our country to look like the one that she was airlifted out of. Okay, yes, Somalia, not, not Sudan, but they're both horrific. I want her sent back. Amen. I don't want any more like her coming Amen. here. Amen. And unfortunately, our president doesn't, doesn't agree with that. We were supposed to get a wall. Where is it? Oh, the Democrats blocked him? What about the first two years when we had a Republican House, Senate, and presidency? Right. What's exactly. your excuse then? QAnon says that he's going to come out of left field, yep. like really descend from the sky, descend from the heavens, yes. and everything's going to be fixed. Yeah. Any day, yeah. go to Before It's News, any day, it's the, literally 48 hours until Trump just totally drains the swamp and everything, it's, it's like that constantly. And when the 48 hours passes, they just ignore it and move on to the next lie that they're going to believe. It's unbelievable. Grand slam at the bottom of the ninth. Nope. That is delusional, magical thinking. Delusional. So you have to ask yourself, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? They're not going to stop their antics. No. They're going to keep pushing further. Our president just rolled over to him. Again. Oh, he's, he's fixing to really roll over in about nine, eight and a half hours when he makes this announcement at ten. You watch. And helped work with him <laughs> to install red flag bills. And help get the and give a nod to the bump stock ban. You think that there's gonna be some master plan come out of the the weeds at the last second? No. It's up to us. No voting in twenty twenty is gonna fix this. Voting in more Republicans, putting more of our people up there is not gonna fix it. The the bloated, swollen creature that has become, it's a leech is what it is. It actually more like a tick when you look at how big a tick swells when it latches onto something and just 
sucks it dry. That's what the federal government reminds me of. It's tick season right now. I pulled a fair few of them off of me. Thankfully, they weren't swollen that big, but they sink their teeth in, and then they suck the animal that they're attached to, just and they get real, real big, and that's what the federal government reminds me of at this point. And I think that they're untrustworthy. I think they have proven themselves to be the facilitators of anarchy and not in the positive libertarian sort of minded anarchist, neo-anarchist sense. No, not at all. They are facilitating lawlessness. And the more that we give, the more that these leftist, radical, violent leftists are going to take. Keep in mind that they just, you saw this week the tactics of radical Islam being implemented here in the United States. by a naturalized citizen. You saw this tactic being implemented this week. You get ready, guys. And why it is that people have been sitting on their laurels because their, their man is in office, I don't know. But I do know this is going to bite him in the butt. I recommend that you prepare to defend yourself and your family and definitely your communities against these rabid, violent people. They're not going to stop. All they've gotten is approbation at this point. And until they are stopped and met with overwhelming physical consequences for their attempts at violence and mass murder, it's going to continue. Hope it was helpful for y'all. If you enjoyed the video, I hope you Okay, so we have that. And uh, say very, very well put. She's typically very on point. Uh, so... What I'm going to do here, I'm going to cover a little bit more today and then end the part two. And that's all I'm going to have for this week because I am I want to get this up. I want to get this up as soon as possible. I consider this almost like an emergency alert. And while I could cover a lot more material, if I keep going, I'm not going to get done until four or five in the morning. And then I'm not going to have the energy to then do all my conversions and create the... the uh, finish off the PDF, do all the conversions there, and then upload it, and then send out the email. Because uh, that's a lot of extra work I have to do after the studies are done. So I'm going to just cover some more now, and then post this as more of an emergency alert. And along these lines, um, here we're looking at pictures in the PDF of um, one neighborhood in California where every single house is burned into its own footprint. The trees around this subdivision which has a cul-de-sac at the end, are intact. Some of them are a little singed. But where did the fire come in at? It didn't because it was death from above. It was dues. It was directed energy weapons that burn these houses into their footprint. And then there's a couple houses here at the very start that are totally fully intact, that were not touched. And the houses around them are totally burned into their own footprint. Well, either that was God protecting them or they were, I don't know, part of the the plan the new world order plan and they got their own houses spared i'm not sure but one or the other so thanks to trump many more americans will be genocided by directed energy weapons in 2019 u.s dod to receive funding boost for hypersonic directed energy weapons signed by trump within 24 hours of this report uh and this was in september 27th of 2018 so this is you know <laughs> almost a year old Pentagon leadership is poised to receive a financial windfall to develop emerging technologies like hypersonic and directed energy weapons, a move seen as a way to counter Russian and Chinese advancements. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's why it's being done. The U.S. House and Senate have approved a fiscal year 2019 defense spending bill that funds the Pentagon with uh, 6 
$174.4 billion, billion dollars from October 1st. So that's how important the directed energy weapons are and them, and them incinerating us in our own houses are. And what they did to all the people in Paradise, California, where they basically killed the whole town. Nobody moved back because they're all dead and they're all washed away because they got 6.6 .6 inches of rain, 6.66 .6 inches of rain a few days after the event, which washed a lot of the evidence away because the bodies were incinerated and then it had flooding through there. Cover up the evidence. I've covered this. So, you know, we, you know we've got all these things going on in our country, but, but they needed 600... And 674, no, 674.4 billion to fund this. That's where the priorities are in this country. The legislation is headed to President Donald Trump's desk for his signature, which he did. Isn't that wonderful? And then there's videos here. Everyone here is dead. Cars with skeletons burned in California do attack. Most harrowing video since 9-11. That's, that's the, I played the video. That's the uh, Paradise, California video. Um, and then here's another one. How do out of control wildfires only burn down houses to the ground while leaving nearby trees completely unaffected? Another report there. This just broke government insider leaks atmospheres collapsing possible mini ice age started secret black Hawk program over Washington DC secret black home pro black black Hawk meaning black Hawk helicopters. Um, things will get worse safe zones and off in mobile off-grid security. Lee Wheelbarger is a former government contractor with multiple patents and major connections. We are going to discuss the latest data pointing to a mini ice age, which is this grand solar minimum that we're right on the, the cusp of, we're going into, which could last 40 years. Crops will become more difficult to grow in many places. Food prices are already rising. Now, this is a part of the reason why the food prices are rising. And I went into this in last week's study. The predictions on all this but they're combining all of their weather warfare to make it much more worse so just so you know i'm all over this country as a truck driver and i'll tell you this i see most things people don't see we see we see more in a few years than most do in a lifetime i've seen the northwest and east get really cold i've seen and do now see crops not growing and a lot of flooding a lot of people think it's nothing yet if you take a closer look you'll see this that was somebody that had come in. So I'm going to go ahead and play this video here, some of it. This, let's go back here to this for a moment. I want to talk about what in the heck might be going on in D.C. Because for, for them to be doing these kind of exercises and then what you're talking about, I mean, clearly it's good to be safe. Clearly the security is high. I mean, um, you know, the election years, get, we're, we're getting close to elections and, and people are talking politics or everything. But is are they expecting something maybe i mean the, the, let's just say that these helicopters are practicing for removing or confronting individuals okay so they're they're doing massive black hawk helicopter drills over washington dc this has been going on for months now i wasn't even aware of this and i'm gonna give you a couple reports that validate this and this is an insider that's giving you his take on what is going on in washington dc that all i want to say about that on for that particular what they're doing right now because this is going on as we speak in fact if you look at the other photograph of electric blue three of these helicopters are going over in that photograph not that one keep going uh yeah right there 
So there are three of those helicopters passing over at one time in this photograph. So there's one directly over the boat, one right behind it. If you look right over the upper right-hand corner of the solar array, you can see the third one. And they move in groups of three. And they do it at night, too. These guys are flying down this channel at, at you know, 60, 70, 100 feet in altitude at, at 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. You know, and it's being done regularly. And they're practicing. And they're, they're, all of these aircraft are coming out of um, Fort Belvoir, the airfield there at Fort Belvoir. So they go by me every day here. Yeah, now this is... I'm. Th- now he's got some kind of whiz-bang solar boat that he's yoked up with the government with and they're sharing technology or something. And he's filming these Blackhawk helicopters in Washington, D.C. Um, and he's on the river there in Washington, D.C. I don't know if it's the Potomac or whatever. Uh, anyway, they're flying right over his position. So he's got firsthand accounts of this. That saying, you know what this is? This is the calm before the storm. What's that? You'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, they wouldn't be doing this if they had no good reason. You, you know what I'm saying? They, they, these, oh, certainly. Yeah, and, and this is this, this was top secret. This was not supposed to have been, you know, released to the general public. But there was a mistake at the Pentagon, and the 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 budget for this was released accidentally. And so that's how the public knows about it. So that's how I can talk about it. I remember seeing an article a few days ago. Let me find, matter of fact, I even bookmarked this because I was like, hmm, maybe I should do a podcast about this. I mean, the stuff you're telling me right now is, you know, putting all this together, people that have common sense and can see things, it's, it's plain as day. However, for those out there that have been fluffed by the brain drain media for decades and are under like this incredible form of mind control, I like to, because really it is, it's a form of mind control. Uh, they, they don't see it. They're like, oh, man, that's that's swamp gas, Rex. That's swamp gas. I know it. Just like the yeah. extreme weather, swamp gas. And the extreme weather's nuts. I mean, do, do you think it's going to get a lot worse, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. This is just the tip of the iceberg. We haven't even gotten into the start of the bad weather yet. Okay, so it's, in other words, if, it's, if we're going to do a drag race with a diesel truck, this is we've just turned the glow plugs on. So we're not, we're we're not even, you know, in the beginnings of what is. And this is what they're predicting with these famines that are coming, really getting, I think, going in earnest around the year 2025, they move the the projections up, but it's going to get worse and worse until then. And then after that as well. And they're saying it's because of this grand solar minimum. And they're talking about us going into this mini ice age as a result of it. Now, I can't guarantee you. This is the case, but I'm telling you, a lot of different sources are predicting this. And I got a lot into this in the last study I did. So if you're not aware, go into the last study and, and listen to those parts on that. Start of the bad weather is in 2020. So that's why I say we've, we've only turned on the global bugs. We've just gotten into the car and, and fastened our seatbelt and turned the key on. We haven't even cranked it yet. So it's not even cranked up. It's not even... The, 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 the worst of it will be between 2028 and 2032 is when it's going to be unbelievable, unbearable, and unsurvivable by many. Now, why is that, if, if you would elaborate? Well, if you look at and, and Valentina Zarkova's work, and I've interviewed Valentina Zarkova 
Um, and I did that a number of years ago. I cited her statistics last week, and Steve Quayle is the one that said that she's spot on, impeccable researcher. So that's all I can tell you about her. You know, Valentina Zorkova is not new to me at all. And myself and uh, Mr. Birch from the UK, we did our own calculations independently. So I did my calculations, Mr. Birch did his calculations, and Valentina Zarkova did her calculations. And when we all brought our calculations together, we were all within half a watt of each other as far as the what the energy will be during that period of time. Because we have the, the sun has four electromagnetic fields in it. And those fields are about to go 180 degrees out of phase. And so just like, like a set of Bose headphones that cancels out sound, when magnetic fields go out of phase, they cancel each other out as well. And so that reduces the amount of sunspots that we're going to have on our sun, and it's going to increase the number of coronal holes that we have on our sun. So when you decrease sunspots, sunspots are like flares. You know what I'm saying? And, and they put out additional energies. But coronal holes are like smokers, and they put out clouds of particles. And when those particles impact on our planet, they interact with other particles and things in our atmosphere, and they create um, – aerosols that are between 50 and 100 nanometers in size. And so moisture condenses on those particles and creates cloud nucleation. And so we've already seen an increase in cloud nucleation in parts of the planet, in some parts of the planet, by up to 20%. Well, that's going to be catastrophic to the environment because – what people don't realize is normally on average what about them spraying chemtrails constantly to create more clouds and to and to worsen this problem well again they're doing it on purpose sun sees 1360 watts of energy per square meter but it would be 1390 watts if it weren't for clouds because clouds block 30 watts per square meter on average well, if you increase cloud cover by just 10% globally, that's three watts. Three watts is more of a drop than what we had during the Little Ice Age. So, you know, it, we are going to go into a Little Ice Age, if not worse, condition between 2028 and 2032, and we're headed that way now. So large areas of the planet will go offline for producing uh, grains or growing crops at all. If you listen to the comment from the four-star general in charge of the Army Corps of Engineers, he just said the other day that we have seen more rain in the continental United States in the last 200 days than we've seen in the last 200 years. Now, again, though, we, you have to factor in the Weather Warfare Project Popeye, their ability to create rain and dissipate rain. 
So even if even if this is the case, which I believe is the case, they still have ways if they were actually trying to do this righteously to manipulate the weather in a positive direction, but they won't do it. So he's not even talking about that stuff, which shows me he's either deluded on that subject or very ill-informed. But I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not going to discount what he is saying about the subject that he's talking about, but he's not even talking about all the wicked stuff the government's doing to us. During no period of time in the last 200 years have we seen any type of rains anywhere near this. That's why the Mississippi River is flooded, the Missouri River, the Tennessee River. That's why we've got locks. That I'm sorry, have been, who, who said that, Lee? I didn't mean to interrupt. The, the four-star general in charge of the Army Corps of Engineers. And I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head, but you can look up interview Army Corps of Engineers, four-star general, and you can find the article. And so um, and it was on Ag Day, if you watch Ag Day. I mean, I actually heard it on Ag Day. I heard the interview. And we're talking about the crop losses that we've already seen. And, you know, for three years I've been telling you that this is when it's coming. And for three years – Okay, he cusses there, so I'm muting that. Crazy. Well – the fact of the matter is now I've got people from all over the place calling me and asking me about it because they're apologizing for calling me a liar or a fool or whatever else they called me. I mean, they called me everything but a white guy. So now they're realizing that, hey, I'm right. And so, you know, they want to know what's coming next. And I'm telling you, it's going to be cloudier. It's going to be rainier. You're going to have more floods. And just look at the floods. Look at the snows. Look at the the hail that we're seeing look at the size of the hail look at how much precipitation we've got look at the snowfall in the sierra nevadas look at the snowfall that we've got in europe right now look at how cold it is in places that you know it, this is the beginning and we're just you know i've told everybody that it's it's like a, a a roller coaster that's getting to the crest of the hill and it's going to drop off very rapidly once it crests that hill and starts down the first plunge, it's going to really take off. And so we are just now starting to crest over the top of that. In the last 200 days, the first car of the roller coaster has started to plummet. And so it's all downhill from here. And so, you know, we're seeing unbelievable storms. We're seeing unbelievable wind gusts. The U.S. Weather Service, NOAA, is now announcing their marine forecasts of, you know, high winds that can capsize boats and eject people from them. So it doesn't just roll the boat over. It hits so hard that it flips the boat and throws the people off into the ocean. Prime example of that was about two months ago, a 53-foot sailboat that a couple had owned for 12 years and sailed around the world twice in just off the coast of New Jersey was hit by one of these winds and it flipped the boat over and threw them off into the ocean and it took the Coast Guard three hours to come get them. So, I mean, these storms are, are you know, it's an instantaneous like wall of wind that hits you at like 70 miles an hour. And if you're not prepared with it before it, it'll flip your boat right over. And if, you know, if, the, if you're stern into the wind, It'll flip your boat ass over tea kettles and throw you right out in the water, which is what had happened to them. They had a stern wind and, you know, or what we call following. And so it was, it was pushing their boat up the, through the water, and one of these gusts hit them, and it dove the front of the boat into the water and threw them out into the ocean. And then it 
boat capsized and sank. And so it's, you know, this is what's coming and people need to be prepared for that. You know, that's why they built dolmens, you know, you know, these the, the stone structures, you know, thousands of years ago. And we're going to see those high winds. We're going to see more hail, more rain, more flooding events, colder temperatures, frost early, frost late. So you're going to have later springs, earlier falls, and your summertime temperatures are going to drop. I mean, if you look nationally or even globally at the number of days over 100, the number of days over 80, the number of days over 90, you will see that all of those numbers are falling. So people go, oh, yeah, we're having a heat wave this week. Oh, my God, it's global warming. Yeah, but it's only a week rather than two months like it used to be. So, you know, the information is there. People just need to go look at it. And the and the, the media is, you know, they, they have been so trained that they won't say it's cold. They'll say, well, it's going to be less warm, less heat, rather than it's going to be colder. And so that's the, the verbiage that the media is using to cover it up because they want to continue with this global warming nonsense that was created, you know, decades ago when they told us that the all the glaciers were going to melt. Well, I used to fight wildland fire, and I was, I've been to uh, uh, Glacier National Park in Montana many, many times. In fact, I fought fire there back in 2001, right before I was at the Pentagon on 9-11. And they used to have signs at the glacier that said, this will be gone by 2020. Well, this year they took those signs down because the glacier is growing. <laughs> That's awesome. Where's Al Gore when you need him? Awesome. I love Glacier. I haven't been there in 25 years. Well, you ought to go because the sign that Al Gore put up there 30 years ago is now gone. <laughs> Al got no rhythm Gore that invented the internet? Yeah. Oh, anyway, they they go on. This is like a over a two hour interview. That's just a, a portion of it. But um, that was one of the portions I, I thought that you know, I wanted you to hear. Now, regarding these Blackhawks, um, here's another report, and this is the last thing I'm going to cover for today because, I, like I said, I really want to get this this up online. And I know if I keep going, it's not going to happen tonight. So, um, this is a little more confirmation on this. I, and again, I don't know 100 percent what's going on here why this is happening but there there's a lot of speculation and blackhawks to evacuate dc new madrid flooding pending and it says the united states army has been quietly conducting a new classified operation involving at least 10 uh-60 blackhawks which are helicopters in and around washington dc for months now this mission came to light after the service asked congress to shift 1.55 million in funds from one part of the budget to another in order to support the operations and maintenance of the helicopters. The mission had begun early in 2019 fiscal year, which started on October 1st, 2018 and had an undetermined end date. But 1.55 million would also pay for the construction of a new sensitive compartmentalized information facility. Seems like a very small amount of money to build a new sensitive compartmentalized information facility, but anyway. Um, and that's going to be built at Davidson Airfield, which is part of Fort Belfort in Virginia. I believe the gentleman we heard earlier mentioned that. So is Trump moving the government out of Washington? Five things to know. And again, it's, it's, I don't even say it's Trump. He's a puppet. So are his handlers doing this? I don't know. Here's a whole bunch more pictures of these Blackhawks flying over Washington, D.C. 
The Trump administration wants to move hundreds of employees across the country. The administration is moving offices at least two of the government agencies, the Department of Agriculture and Department of Interior, hundreds of miles across the country. Administration announced this week that the Bureau of Land Management, which oversees public lands and issues permits for oil and gas drilling, would relocate the majority of its D.C.-based employees to offices around the country. 85% of the federal workforce is already outside of D.C. Roughly 14% of the more than 2 million federal employees are based in the D.C. area. The BLM, Bureau of Land Management Headquarters, will move to Grand Junction, Colorado and maintain an office separate from the regional office there. Now, see, here's the thing, and I've told you this many, many times. The destruction of Washington, D.C. Is, is going to be part of the formation of the North American Union, where you're going to have Mexico and Canada all in one big... It's going to be one of the ten regions under Antichrist, one of the ten you know, regions that it's talked about in the Bible. So they've already said that the capital is going to be switched to Denver. And I've went over this many, many times. So when I see BLM is moving to Grand Junction, Colorado, which is Denver's in Colorado, and I'm seeing, wow, it seems like they're doing a lot of these drills now to move people out of Washington, D.C. quickly. They're relocating whole gigantic portions of the government out of Washington, D.C., Hmm, I don't know. And then, is there a nexus between the secretive classified training mission helicopters over Washington, D.C. and the decision to expedite the exit of federal workers out of Washington, D.C.? Where the media focuses on earthquakes on the West Coast, we have repeatedly emphasized the big worry is the new Madrid fault line, which is essentially where the Mississippi River is. Okay, And here's a, I give you some pictures of like the new Madrid fault line here in the PDF. It'll be at the very end of the PDF. This is overdue for a major adjustment and, and where in 2010 we described this as being a series of steps, relatively minor quakes at first, and then the big one. So they're predicting that it, when it goes, it'll go all at once. And it would widen the Mississippi River substantially and um, almost separate the two sides of the United States if what they're predicting is correct. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if you can New Madrid... In the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, you can see I've done several studies on that in times past. Haven't mentioned it a lot lately, hasn't come up a lot lately, but that has been mentioned. So if you want to know more about that, can New Madrid in the keyword search box there, and, and you can hear my teachings on that. So again, that's all I have for today. I had a lot more to actually cover, but I want to get this up because I, I consider this an emergency teaching. And um, I'll, uh, as always, you have the prayer, prayer points at the start of the PDF that you know you can print out and um, keep them in your bible and uh, hopefully give you a lot of the major major points to pray about so uh, god bless you and lord willing we will see you in the next teaching